What's up, everybody? Welcome to Your Asian Best Friends. My name is Bernard. And I'm Taylor. And we are Asian. <laughs> and we're best friends. <laughs> and we're best friends. That's the show. <laughs> That's the idea. Uh, but seriously, we, you know, Taylor and I have been best friends since we're kids. And um, we just wanted to, you know, make a show here where we're just going to hang out like we always do, kind of talk shit and <laughs> like we've always done. And more specifically, kind of focus on being Asian in the world today it's kind of like a a hot topic at the time of you know us creating this podcast yeah we got a strike while the iron is hot this is our moment for asians to be front and center (laughs) (laughs) and we can't miss it like this is the only time that we'll ever have an outlet to talk you know what's sad like that that like might be true (laughs) yeah i know it's like the train's like going (laughs) and like we're desperately trying to catch up with it before it passes us yeah so recently you know taylor and i talk all the time but in recent months and or i'd say like maybe recent years we've increasingly started to talk about our experiences as asian guys which surprisingly we didn't really talk about much uh, before and we just both kind of found these conversations to be really fascinating and deep and kind of enlightening for me. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, talking about how different our experiences are as Asian guys, <laughs> Asian people, <laughs> talking about the differences has really been eye-opening for me. So we thought, you know, it'd be fun to share these conversations with even more people and get other people involved in these conversations as well, because I think it's time for us Asians to kind of like speak up and get our stuff out on the table, right? Yeah, so every week we'll go over one topic and just for the rest of the time, it's probably just us talking shit and hanging out and hopefully it'll be entertaining for all of you. Please be entertained. Yeah. because <laughs> We're desperate. <laughs> we've worked too hard on this. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, this is, this is so cheap. It's really just me and Taylor doing what we always do. But trying to make money off it. <laughs> yeah, it's finally time to monetize our friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't we do this sooner? Just whore ourselves out. So what are we talking about this week? This week was this week is the right time to start the podcast, I think, because we've got a major motion picture coming out starring an Asian guy from one of the arguably the biggest movie studio on the planet, Shang-Chi. And the Legend of the Ten Rings, the latest Marvel movie, um, latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and, uh, you know, Asian guy taking the lead. So we thought this is, like, what better way to, you know, kick off the podcast and talk about this kind of, I don't know, groundbreaking moment in for Asians in movies. Yeah, I mean, is there... Is there a bigger studio? Like, I don't think there no. is a bigger studio. So you It's put, arguable. Like, maybe, yeah, like, like, Disney itself is bigger than Marvel, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's pretty nuts to see an Asian American uh, lead just uh, be um, be trusted to carry on like this gigantic franchise that just seems like this runaway um, freight train that nobody can really stop. Um, I think it's a it's a big moment. Yeah, and it's it's like unprecedented and unprecedented, uh, obviously. We'd never seen a movie this big led by an Asian person, but also featuring like, and this is like a weird thing I've been writing. So I'm a film critic and I've been writing my review for this movie. We just watched it. We watched it like a few weeks early, um, a couple days ago, Taylor and I, 
And um, hopefully you guys will be listening to this before the movie's even out, which is pretty cool. Cool way to start off the show. But um, the cool thing is, as I was writing my review, I was like, it's an Asian cast, but it's like a diverse Asian cast. It's not just like an Asian cast, you know? There's, there's, there are Asians from all over the globe in this movie who come from all different types of backgrounds, and the characterizations are diverse as well. Yeah, I think the characterizations are pretty diverse. Um, they... And I think there's some, you know, familiar archetypes that you'll confront in the movie, but I think there's a variety of them um, that it's not really putting Asians in a box. I think it says that you can be a lot of different things. Uh, I think a lot of those things revolve around um, martial arts still, but um, you can still be a lot of <laughs> a lot of different things. Yeah, there's, there's, so before we get into like the deep waters of this conversation, because there's a lot of like nuanced stuff mm-hmm. to talk about here with what's going on culturally surrounding this movie and uh, what the movie touches on itself as far as like Asian-ness and uh, culture. Um, first of all, the movie at its core, just the fundamentals as an action adventure Marvel mm-hmm. movie, I thought was really, really good. Like it was thrilling. It was funny. Um, moved quickly. It didn't feel like a long movie. Mm-hmm. And the martial arts was, was like awesome. Like it was a really good martial arts movie. Yeah, totally. I mean, it felt like a big Marvel movie. And I don't know if it's like this. Um, I don't know if I really, after the first 15 minutes of the movie, thought of this as like a big Asian American moment. It just felt like another entry right. into the Marvel series. It's kind of awesome, right? That's what you want. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's not like a gimmick. No, no, it's not a gimmick at all. I mean, it feels like it was just an extension, a natural extension of the the universe, right? Right. Right. Yeah, and the and the movie is of course, like I mean, this is the whole point of it to a certain extent. It is ultimately tied into the larger MCU like storyline um and lore in ways and um it, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised to see that it didn't feel forced. Like it kind of felt natural. The 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 kind of cameos from other movies that showed up in this movie. It was, it was pretty cool. I I, I thought I, I agree. It, like it just kind of felt like an awesome new entry into the Marvel universe and happened to be starring Asian people. But um, I think going forward, I think actually that uh, the star Simu Liu, who is Canadian. Um, he's, he does a great job in the movie. Like he's terrific lead, Mm -hmm. which is not easy to do for Marvel movies. I think because you kind of have to be a badass and a buffoon, like at any given time, which is really tough to do as an actor Mm -hmm. because you want to be able to take the protagonist seriously, but you also want to kind of be able to laugh at him, you know, when he fails and, you know, fucks up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I thought he did a good job. Did you like, did you like him, uh, kind of as one of the big leading men of going forward for the Marvel universe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it took me a while to buy into him. Me in too. A way. Me too. <laughs> like I, at first I wasn't sure, right? I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be <laughs> <laughs> not look good. But I think by the end of it, I think you really kind of buy into the character and the, the things that are a little bit um, more difficult to latch on to in the beginning become a more natural extension of like who the Mm. character ultimately is. Um, But yeah, I think he did. I think he did a great job. Yeah. And director Destin Cretton, um, the uh, filmmaker I followed for a long time 
he's really talented and he did a good job here too. I think as a film, it was just so, I thought it was like really surprising uh, as the, as the movie played out, like the different, we can't really spoil anything here. The movie set up in a way to where there's kind of revelations about Shang-Chi's past, like every other scene. Mm. So I don't want to spoil any of those revelations. So it's hard, kind of hard, difficult to talk about the plot, which is fine. You know, I want people to um, find that out on their own. But as the movie progresses, I mean, it starts off in San Francisco. We can say that where Shang-Chi and his best friend, Aquafina are valet drivers at the Fairmont, which, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, basically work at the Fairmont as a film critic. That's where we do all our interviews and stuff. Mm. Um, I wish we did had a press day for this movie. I bet it would have been at the Fairmont. It would have been super fun. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, starts off in San Francisco, which is like home to me. Um, grew up in and around San Francisco my whole life. And it looks like, you know, our San Francisco, like pretty pedestrian and cool. Cool to see San Francisco on the big screen because you don't see that often. But as the movie progresses, I mean, it gets pretty bonkers. Like like the places you go uh, yeah. from, you know, from place to place to place. It's really an adventure movie. You're just going from location to location to location. And they just get crazier and crazier as the movie goes on till the end, which is like pretty epic and pretty like bananas, I thought. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, it it does sort of it's a slow start i think and then you just slowly get um pulled into this world and by the end of it you're kind of lost in it and yeah um you're really invested in the characters and like where they kind of grow on you right yeah they definitely do um they definitely do like i said in the like in the beginning i was like we're in for a long same same i kind of felt that without spoiling anything there's like a kind of dialogue heavy scene in a restaurant um early in the movie and i was like i don't know if i like these people forced yeah (laughs) yeah like if if it doesn't feel natural but then i agree like as you spend more time hanging around these people like they kind of start to feel more like real people there's just like just like us (laughs) yeah we're real we're real real (laughs) i mean ultimately like that's that's like that's really like the point of the show it's interesting (laughs) interesting metaphors it's like asians are real people even in the marvel universe (laughs) they're real people you just got to give them time Gotta get and to then, know us. And then eventually you'll you'll love them. We'll be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's it. No, that's good. And it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, there was also a moment early in the movie, which I think I can this is not a spoiler, but um so Shang Chi and his friend Katie, who's played by Aquafina, um, they're just like kind of almost sleepwalking through life. They're kind of like young, like twenty somethings. Who have this kind of okay job where they're not really going anywhere in life. They're kind of rudderless and and they're, you know, that's kind of plays into a theme of like Asian expectations as far as like generationally, mm-hmm. where your parents kind of expect you to do bigger things than you're doing and maybe call you lazy <laughs> uh, relentlessly. Yeah, but I mean, I think in a way it really pushed against that Asian exceptionalism stereotype because they were... In a really um, interesting way, right? They were like in those jobs, they were completely happy in those jobs and did not understand the um or weren't trying to navigate that generational divide necessarily. They didn't feel that pressure. Right. Um they, so. yeah, that's right. That's a good point. But um there's a point where so you think, you know, um Shang Chi and his friend Katie 
they're like on the bus and you think they're just like these kind of, I don't know, like lazy millennials or whatever, just hanging out. And then they're attacked by these assassins on Muni, the, mm. the, the transit system in, in uh, San Francisco. And then like Shang-Chi kicks some ass. Like there's this incredible, like really spectacular fight scene on the bus, which, which I was, Dude, it was nuts. It was fucking awesome. Like I, I was kind of like, this movie's going to be good. Like, like from that moment on yeah. before that, I thought, I don't know about this guy, Simu Lu, yeah. the, the lead. Yeah, totally. I wasn't sure, you know, but then like once he started like fighting and they, and that fight scene played out, I was, I was kind of sold like from, from that point on, it was really good. Yeah, totally. Does he have a background in no. it to begin with? That was nuts. That was the nuts part. Was, <laughs> I don't think he does. That was nuts to me. Like that felt like old school Jackie Chan yeah. action. Urban, scene. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rumble in the Bronx. I thought it was really creative. I thought it was a really creative way to um sort of <clears throat> pull you in, like I was saying earlier, into like the world that you're about to about to enter. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of like a it's kind of it was kind of jarring. We're almost viewing this from Katie's point of view, right? Like we're mm-hmm. kind of surprised to because at that point in the story, you actually don't know that he's a badass. You're right. not sure, yeah, because you don't really know his full backstory. You absolutely don't know his full backstory, right? And it's revealed gradually throughout throughout the movie. I thought it was really well done. There's also I want to mention an action sequence later on on the side of this like high rise building in Macau where they're fighting on scaffold, like construction scaffolding outside. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, it looks like 60 stories up or something. That was just breathtaking. I love that fight scene. Again, like Jackie Chan stuff, you know, where he's like flipping over poles of the scaffolding and kicking yeah. dudes off. It was, it was pretty awesome. I, I love that. What was your, uh, what was your like favorite scene or fight scene? I don't know. I think, uh, probably the, maybe the first one, honestly, I think mm. maybe the, just because it was like the it was surprising i wasn't expecting it yeah um i wasn't expecting the skill level i think mostly like that was the thing that surprised me the most yeah um i was just kind of expecting uh like run the mill like marvel what i expect from marvel movies yeah um so i think that was like instantly um made this movie a little bit more distinct from the rest of the it felt legit, right? Yeah. Like legit Kung Fu movie, like mm-hmm. martial arts movie. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, we're talking about kind of the Jackie Chan urban warfare kind of style of, uh, martial arts movie, but the film also beautifully, I think, um, represents the kind of organic slow-mo Kung Fu movie, like martial arts movie where, you know, like I said, everything's in slow motion and you're kind of focused. It's like a sensual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's represented really beautifully too. And I think they do both pretty well. Um, now let's get to the real star of the movie. Tony Leung. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He plays Shang-Chi's dad. Kind uh-huh. of murderous. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Assassin leader dad. Yeah. Um, who's the possessor of the Ten Rings. So mm-hmm. he's kind of all-powerful, really scary guy. But Tony Leung, handsomest guy on the planet. Dude, he's so handsome. Like, and it looks like he hasn't changed. Like In the mood for love? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could transport him from 
now to back then, and he still would make a perfect leading man for that movie. Absolutely. You know, like, dude is got it going on. And yeah, I don't, man. he wears those suits really well. His eyes, you can just get lost in those eyes. Could swim in them. His hair, like, how do you get hair like that? Good jeans. I don't have those good jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the good hair jeans. But Tony Leung, um, really great performance. I think that maybe the performance of the film was Tony Leung. Oh, yeah. I Wonderful. think so, too. I think it's like, it felt like uh, equal to all his other performances. Like, he's just a fantastic yeah. actor. And he brings such gravity to, to any movie he's in, right? Oh, totally. You just take him seriously. <laughs> yeah, you do. And he's also like, he can, he has a pretty wide range too. Like he doesn't, like he kind of plays uh, the, you know, the archetype of like this, uh, the, you know, patriarch of this Asian patriarch where he's, you know, very disciplined and expects his son to follow in his footsteps and all those things. But, um, I think his range um, exceeds what the what the role was, mm-hmm. and I think he brought that perspective to it. Yeah, he brought more dimension yeah, to it, right? Definitely more. Dimension. Like there, there are scenes where, like flashback scenes. There are a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Really well done uh, flashbacks. Sometimes flashbacks can be totally disorienting, <laughs> but they also work because he's ageless. Yeah, <laughs> he can actually pull up being young, yeah. like 20 years younger than he actually is. Yeah, it's like, I believe he's 35 right <laughs> <That's> now. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, this is just a Tony Leung uh, gush party we're having here. Man crush party. Um, yeah, so in the flashbacks, there are scenes where he's actually being quite loving towards um, his mm. children, mm-hmm. which I don't know if we mentioned, but Shang-Chi has a sister. Mm-hmm. who is equally deadly with her, her fists and feet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're estranged and it's like a whole ordeal. The family's fucked up. It's like a dysfunctional family film. Uh, but uh, yeah, the scenes where he's tender with his kids, believable as well. Looks like a likable guy. He really looks like he really loves them. You know, he's playing DDR <laughs> <laughs> with his kids in the living room, which made me laugh. No, I think he shows up as a full human, right? And yeah. like, I don't think uh, it's funny to think about this in the um, in the world of Marvel that we're like talking about, like, hey, like he's a, he's a human being, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. wow, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny that it's taken this long, and the first time it shows up is in the Marvel movie. I know, but <laughs> I know they're always like these, like kind of cold blooded. Oh, totally. Killers, which yeah. he is, like he is at, at moments. Uh, Definitely. You, you know, kind of terrifying assassin and uh, warrior leader. But he definitely pulls off the tender moments too. So when the movie comes to that, you know, climactic moment where there is a kind of, a, <laughs> co- I'll say a, complex cocktail of emotions not just you know hate but love as well i think he 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 uh emotes all of that pretty easily he's so good so as a film critic you're so used to navigating not spoiling um 
scenes. So what <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this complex web of emotions where love and hate collide, yeah. and we really can't spoil anything because, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the end is like crazy. Okay, so before we get into like the, we're we're just about to get into the like deeper layers here, but um, the biggest issue I had with the movie with the VFX shots at the end. Like I said, it gets pretty epic at the end and there's a lot there's lots of I'll say mystical shit going on at mm-hmm. the end. And a lot of the action in that like final battle scene was just to me completely disorienting, hard to follow. Um couldn't even get a good look at the main antagonist. Mm-mm. Like it was kind of a mess at times. So if if there's any uh, you know criticism I'll levy at the movie negatively, it would probably be that. And it I, you know it might sound minor, but it actually was distracting for me at the end. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was it was uh, it was definitely hard to follow. I also feel just like an old man in general, so I was just like other people. <laughs> other people can see what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah almost like you just give up. Yeah, it's it's like, just, I, I can't. Gonna this isn't for me. I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's like all the hand to hand martial arts and stunt stuff was great, mm-hmm. but then by the end it kind of gets into more like Marvel superpowery stuff, mm-hmm. and that stuff was less compelling to me for sure. Yeah, I think because. Um, felt um like i don't know you're put in this world where the stakes feel very real and then it takes you to um quickly to like this fantasy land where you're not sure what the stakes are necessarily Mm. it feels like a little detached from the world that you just came from yeah, and quite literally, and mm-hmm. <laughs> quite literally detached. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> without saying too much. Kind of going delving deeper. I think there are like you maybe you alluded to at the beginning of the conversation. There are um, tropes and archetypes and motifs in this movie that maybe you could categorize as quintessentially Asian as far as film mm-hmm. goes. Right, like there's it's a kung fu movie. Yeah. Um there's martial arts in it and you know yeah. um there's like an angry dad in it and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Disappointed mom. Disappointed moms, yep, for sure. Like all that's there and I think uh, I'm going to tell you how I reacted to it, then I, I definitely want to hear what your thoughts were going into this because <laughs> I think we were both afraid of this movie falling into any of these mm-hmm. you know pitfalls of Asian quote unquote Asian movie mm-hmm. um and kind of coming off as a gimmick like this is the Asian uh superhero. Yeah. Um which it didn't, thankfully. It didn't fall into any of those pitfalls. But um what I was thinking at first was I don't want this to be like generic kung fu movie. You know, I don't want this to be generic Asian family drama or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. I don't want it to be that. But then I thought, you know, later on I was thinking like maybe those tropes and those ideas, right. Of that come from that culture. Maybe they just haven't, I don't think they're cliched or wrote at this point. I just think they've never been presented respectfully on this level in this kind of movie. So I think maybe it's okay to present them. Right. I don't think that they should have completely avoided all of these, what maybe some people would think is cliche, 
you know, they're, they, there's definitely like, you know, Kung Fu scenes in like a nightclub. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not like we've never seen that before, right. but I think it matters that we're seeing it on this level in this big of a movie. Right. Um, I think it would be disingenuous to just not put any of that stuff in there just cause it's too Asian. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think a question I asked myself while I was watching it was like, could this movie have come out when I was a kid? And I kind of think in a lot of ways it could have, like, I don't know. Um, I think there's more nuance to it of like the representation of the characters themselves, but like the leading man being a, um, expert at martial arts. Like we saw that when we were kids and Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah. And like, with Jackie Chan, he was at the helm of like some huge franchises too. So I also question like, okay, is the fact that this Asian leading man is at the helm of this um, huge franchise. Like, I don't know how to compare that to like what we saw when we were kids with Jackie Chan and other and others, because they were also in charge of like these huge franchises that were making a lot of money for people. I think it's, it's, to me, it's like really different. Like, cause this character, just as far as the character, this is American kid mm-hmm. that makes it, that's a big difference to me Yeah, like, no, to, compared to like uh, Jackie Chan's character. <laughs> I, I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> like Jackie Chan's awesome. He's like my hero. You know, I love that guy. But, um, just to have an Asian American guy who's like American, like he, he's, he's not like a foreigner, even though he might technically have not been born in the United States in the movie. Yeah. Um, he's, he's quite American. I think that's, important you know and and there and uh katie too that character is american mm-hmm. um and i don't think we've seen that uh, on this in this big of a movie before yeah totally and i think that's where um i think that's where it is different like the nuanced representations of these characters is what sets it apart from what we saw humanization we right like it's more yeah human. it's like humans like we're we're normal people that it's was a revelation <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. And I think, um, you know, even small things that I think people ignore is just like, he's not putting on an accent. Like, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. And like, Tony Lone isn't leaning into his accent. Like, right, he's, right. you know, like, there's a lot of that's a great subtle point. choices that they make throughout the movie that does absolutely go against um, some of the things that we've had to confront in the past, whether that was intentional or not. Um, I'm not sure, but like, mm-hmm. I do think it was, I think that is what sets it apart from the movies we grew up with. Well, and also I think maybe the main thing that sets it apart, which we failed to kind of mention here, maybe is that it's an Asian superhero mm-hmm. that we definitely have never seen, you know, like, and that's, that really makes a big difference because like, the superhero genre is like, it's like hero worship, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like this kind of almost fetishistic thing where like these, these people are so good looking and so brave and so, you know, cool and funny. You know, we idolize, we're meant to idolize at least these characters mm-hmm. and love them. And we've never seen an Asian superhero movie. Like, like that's, it's almost like an absurd notion before this movie came out. Uh, I might be, tri- am I tripping? Like, has there ever been an Asian superhero? Mm-hmm. Thinking about <laughs> it's like how many white superheroes are there like it's like countless you know yeah. 
I mean, that's something that I wondered about while we were watching it. And I think it's kind of interesting to see it before it's widely released because we're in this vacuum. Right. It's hard right. To we don't know how the country's going to receive it. Yeah. So it's hard to know like what the impact is. And I think something that I questioned throughout the movie is like, is this going to be a watershed moment like Black Panther was? Because Black Panther was this huge cultural moment yeah. that everyone recognized like, mm-hmm. as a huge cultural moment. And I'm really curious to see how people view this. What do you think? I don't think they're going to view it the same way. I don't way. either. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a big watershed moment. Uh, uh, one, it, it, this is, might sound like weird to people, but this is just not as good of a movie as Black Panther. Like Black Panther is excellent. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really, really good movie. Like uh, Star Wars level influential, good fantasy action movie. Mm-hmm. People remember Black Panther forever, I think. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, I'm not so sure. Maybe I could be wrong. I would be like so happy to be wrong about this, but I, I don't think it's at that good mm-hmm. um, as a movie. But I do think that we'll see Shang-Chi um, costumes at the Halloween store, you know, for years to come. And I think that's, I know that that's a first, <laughs> you know, for, for Asian kids like me. I love superheroes. Like, you know, I, I've read comics since I'm a little kid. I love superheroes i never had one that looked like me really yeah i think it's i think the question becomes like are those superhero costumes in the discount bin where nobody's trying to grab them and put them on for halloween i've seen it man i've seen it i go i oh man i don't want to shit on pixar Well, okay. BJ Boo is a <laughs> film San Francisco film critic. So when I go to the Disney store, mm-hmm. all of the movies that star like brown or black people mm-hmm. don't have any merch in those stores. Yeah. They don't carry them. Almost none. Like I, you know, have you seen Moana? Yeah. yeah so yeah. like there's Maui, the rocks character, mm-hmm. right? Looks like an action figure. Mm-hmm. You'd think that there'd be tons of Maui action figures. Disney store. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. No Moanas. No Coco. Mm-hmm. Coco, another excellent movie about brown people. Mm-hmm. Which I'm so happy they're making all these movies about brown people. And Shang-Chi. You know, I'm, I hope that Shang-Chi shit is going to be stocked on <laughs> Disney shelves. You know, in perpetuity, <laughs> like right. you know, forever. Right? I hope that that's what's going to happen. I actually, I wouldn't bet on it though. Yeah, it's going to be like the action figure that some white kid gets in the middle of the country is like Sean Chi. <laughs> 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 you know, and like I just, I hope it's a different story, but like I think we've both seen it play out differently. Yeah, um, and I don't even know, like what the magic formula is for these movies to cross over. And again, like it hasn't been released, so who knows if it's going to cross over or not. But like, yeah, I think Disney's a great example. Like even some of their, um, like their princess movies, like princess, princess and the frog. It's a fucking great classic Disney, um, princess movie. Yeah, Really good. That is just, completely ignored as you know it's just not held to the same standards as uh like beauty and the beast or cinderella yeah, or whatever but know? every bit is good but it's every bit is good yeah. and i don't I'll, I'll just be very curious to see what happens me too i'm i mean i'm hopeful 
what I know for sure though is that this is this will be a watershed. I think it'll be a watershed moment regardless. I don't know how big of a deal it's it's I don't know if it's going to be like Black Panther mm-hmm. where it just changes culture on every level almost. Mm-hmm. But from our perspective, this is a victory for me. Like the like for a lot of kids, I think and people just to have an Asian superhero. Um it's a big deal, man. It matters. Like it really matters. And even if the movie's like not the best movie, and even if it's not like a phenomenon like Black Panther, the fact that it even got made and Disney took it seriously and they made a good movie and they put money into it is I mean, when you watch the movie, it's as big budget as you could hope for. <laughs> like no, it's insane. Like it look it looks insane. It's as glossy and polished as anything they've put out. So um, you know, kudos to them, I guess. Are you worried about it not making money? Not no. making the money back? No. no. No, it'll make the money back. You think so? So they're not so that's another interesting point. They're not doing a hybrid release on this one. Mm. Uh like they did with the last Marvel movie Black Widow where they simultaneously <laughs> released it in in theaters and on Disney mm. Plus to you know too much uh, uh controversy regarding uh Scarlett Johansson which I don't know if we need to get into all that. But um yeah, Shang Chi is being released only in theaters. Feels <laughs> like a feels like a little bit of a risk. I'll be honest. Like it is. I like. I understand like the controversy behind like simultaneous releases, but like, goddamn, this Look country around. is not in a good yeah. spot right now. <laughs> so like, how many people are running to the theater to? see um shanji like yeah it's it's tough man i don't know it but jungle cruise did well okay <laughs> jungle cruise did well in theaters uh and i think i even though i don't think this movie is as good as like black panther i think this movie's good enough to make lots of money like i think people will recommend it to their friends i think it's that good yeah no i think it's it's i think it's good enough to make money I do wonder, like, um, if people will view this um, the same way that we view it, you know, like, and even I, like, before you told me about, before we went, I was like, who the fuck is Shang-Chi? Like, That's I the thing. <laughs> well, Black, Black Panther had a lot of advantages if you're going to compare them. Right. A lot that we could get into. Like, it's a way better, well-known character. Mm-hmm. Um, T'Challa Black Panther mm-hmm. he had already made appearances in Marvel movies prior to his solo movie coming right. out right he was in Civil War and had all like he was awesome in that movie <laughs> like he, mm-hmm. we already had an attachment to that character plus he's black and black culture is you know these days synonymous with American culture like like mm. hip hop you know from top to bottom black yeah. cul- everyone's in love with and enamored with black culture right yeah. now mm-hmm. you know so Ryan Coogler really harnessed the power of black culture and expanded it with that movie and made it kind of fantasy, right? It, it's like mm-hmm. a black fantasy. It's a black Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, yeah. really incredible. Uh, another, you know, it's like Bay Area boy. I love, I love that guy. I love, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that he did well. Um, but yeah, so Shang-Chi, like you said, unknown character. Like, I'll just say it, period, unknown. <laughs> like, yeah. No one knows this character. I love comics. Right. I love Marvel comics. I have never heard of this guy and I'm Asian, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, so, But if, you know, 
if you want to be bullish about it, no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were either. Yeah. They were as obscure as Shang-Chi, really. Like, no one had any fucking idea who mm-hmm. the Guardians of the Galaxy were. And at the time, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but when Guardians came out, this is post-Avengers, like first Avengers movie. I, and even, I don't know if it was post-Second Avengers, but it was like deep mm-hmm. into the Marvel thing. It became the highest grossing Marvel movie, period, mm. of all. For the, those characters. <laughs> like, yeah. No one's never seen them before. Mm-hmm. Is Shang-Chi as good as Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm feeling less confident as this conversation, as this conversation no, goes on. No, it was on. good. It was really good. I don't Even know. Even like with the Jungle Belt example, I'm like, that's The Rock. Like- it's The Rock. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Yeah. like Chris Pratt's white. Yeah. There's a lot. I don't know. It's, it's an okay. uphill climb. It's, a, it's an uphill climb, but I'm just, ha- it's like, it feels like a victory to me either way, you know? You know It's what? just progress. Totally. And to my kids, they don't watch, like, television that much. I can completely control the narrative in this house. Like, yeah. they can think that this is the biggest superhero that's ever graced the cover of anything. So. We might not even, ha- you know, have to do much manipulation there. You know, it might just be that they, they'll think that naturally like my my son um he think you know to him his spider-man is miles morales mm-hmm. he didn't give he doesn't even know who peter parker is right i didn't do that i didn't force feed him that at all he yeah. just he's like who's spider-man miles morales <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's cool you know it's way cool yeah i mean we've talked about this before and we have different opinions but i fucking i don't like peter parker i love miles morales but did so I, to I, me, I don't know if our opinions were that different. To me, Peter Parker <laughs> is not Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I love Miles. I love my. I would take Miles over Peter. No, I think the only place we differed was that you like you like Peter. I like Peter. Yeah, yeah, I do like Peter. Yeah, especially the MCU Peter. I didn't like the uh, Tobey Maguire. So the rumor is, I don't know if it's even a rumor anymore, but the n- next Spider Man movie. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield will also be in it as Spider-Man. How old is Toby Maguire right now? Well, so it's like the the multiverse thing. Oh man, you know what's so sad though? Like it feels like Toby Maguire is going to like he's going into this party and he's expecting everyone to be like, "Toby, you're here." <laughs> and nobody's going to know who he is. Like we're old and we saw yeah. that version of spider-man when we were like kids yeah and the kids that are watching spider-man now they're not who's this old guy (laughs) yeah i was like why who's this old guy (laughs) who's this old guy that's acting like everybody should know no you know you know there's gonna be a moment in the movie where he like yeah he's gonna have like a smirk on his face and the kids are gonna be like what who's who's that guy just going to be silent. You think they'll know Andrew Garfield? I I have no idea. I mean, I don't even really know who Andrew Garfield. It's not is. saying much. <laughs> not the target audience. <laughs> Maybe, you know. Perhaps. Yeah, Perhaps. it depends on how old they are, I guess. But like time moves so fast yeah. for kids and culture in general. Like, you know, it's just going to it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, man. But um I guess it's just <laughs> a good Spider-Man say. Spider-Man <laughs> but well, like, and okay, Shang-Chi can't even keep our attention. Long <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> well, no, but I think that's cool because, like, 
Shang Chi, like, like I mentioned before, it was woven into the MCU in like interesting ways in the mm-hmm. movie. Like, um, I don't think there's a spoiler because there's like promo pictures of this, but uh, Wong from Doctor Strange, played by Benedict Wong, <laughs> which is hilarious to me, um, is in Shang Chi, and it's like a pretty funny appearance. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's cool to continue to highlight that character and bring him into this movie. I think it was like apropos, you know. That went like completely over my head because I'm not yeah, like you said, Doctor Strange. I'm not the I'm not the target audience. So yeah, like yeah. I was just like fair enough. Which also says that they. Who, in- so what did you think when you saw that guy? <laughs> did you know that he was like from another movie? No, I just I saw that people were excited. Oh, you like, could t- in the room. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, okay, this is somebody I should know. But um, you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, which I mean, which is to say that like the movie did a pretty good job of of it didn't um, it didn't. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Hinder your experience. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't make, just because you didn't know who he was didn't didn't matter. Yeah, it's like what like millions of kids are gonna the same experience they're gonna have when Toby right. McGuire shows up. <laughs> you, so you know. Yeah, so you exactly. know. That's the same experience. I'm just like, oh, okay. It's oh, pretty cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, look at that. Look at that guy. He's a pretty cool guy. It's like some type of monk. <laughs> The big green monster friend. You don't know who the green monster friend is, dude. Even now, <laughs> until he started, until he started describing them more, I was uh, just like, "Oh, that's who he's talking about." And I still don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> but there are other characters from the MCU that appear. Who we won't say who they are, but you recognize them, right? No, man. I mean, huh? Yeah, the big ones. The yeah, big ones, yes. The big ones. Yeah. Yes. At the, the end. Yeah, the big ones at the end, I recognize. Is that a spoiler? Should I not say that? I don't know. People love the... People know something's going to happen in the yeah. credits, right? Oh, no. It's just like, you know... You know I can trouble. Uh, no one's going to listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this. <laughs> I'm like, the world <laughs> needs to know. God. <laughs> so funny <laughs> so i don't so do you think that following this i think this movie's going to open up some doors in the um cinema space for for english-speaking asians i i, I just think that's true I, I think going forward um i believe will that shang chi will be in tons of marvel movies going forward as well as a lot of the other characters in the in the movie um which is cool and i think there will even be this will even just because it's such a such a big movie just to see a desirable asian guy on a movie poster for the biggest movie in the world right now just that will set a precedent for the future to where all oh, this is possible like we can make money off of asian guys I hope so. I think it still goes back to my original question of like, are they going to make as much money as they expect? Because like, yeah, they're going to make money, but like, how much money were they expecting to make off of this? It's tough. And it's like, tough. if they don't, if they don't make the money that they're expecting, I think that that window um, of opportunity starts to close. Um, it's all about like 
how many how much resources do they feel like they need to spend on it if they didn't make their money back the first time like if they're you know like i think that's and how much money are are they going to spend marketing the second one if they didn't make enough money the first time yeah we'll see i mean it's hard to i think on the bright side when i look at their catalog they've really as far as money is concerned they've never failed like all of their movies have made money Mm-hmm. worse movies than this one have made money and though i think the biggest <laughs> failure so far was the black widow movie that just came out for mm-hmm. you know obvious reasons yeah i don't know if they viewed that i think they would take into consideration that that movie came out in during a pandemic you know like and not consider it a complete failure you know they knew what they were getting into like um last year i covered a pixar movie called onward which is really good um it was good yeah right. did you watch it it's the one with the brothers yeah the brothers that show was hit me in the heart man. it was really good i know we <laughs> taylor and i both have brothers mm-hmm. so i think it probably hit us in a similar way but that movie was excellent and it was intended to come out in theaters in like april 2020 mm-hmm. and it just you know it came out on disney plus yeah and, and no one talks about it and I don't think from what I know from what I know from the inside they don't view that movie as a failure at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they know they know that that movie was fucked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was fucked. Like, there's no way that that movie's going to be successful financially and I hope that they give um Shang-Chi the same consideration. Yeah, I just feel so much more jaded than you do about this. And it's even a, with it, like the a pattern yeah. <laughs> Even with like the nothing's ever, you know, nothing from this universe has failed yet. They always make money. That to me, I'm just like, well, fuck this fails. It's like even (laughs) it's even worse. worse Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thankfully, Black Widow is really the first one. Like it's it's going to make more money than that movie. So they're going to be like, no women. No, no Asians. Asians. Yeah. <laughs> Look how bad these two movies did. Yeah. No you, more girl movies. You know, you know there's some fucking meathead CEO uh, that's going to point to that. Well, no. As a no reason I don't to- know. I, so, you know Kevin Feige? No. Yeah, so, like, I'm pretty, like, not obsessive, but, like, I, I know, like, kind of, like, how things work over there and a little bit. And Kevin Feige just kind of runs the whole shit. Like he's the brain mm-hmm. child of everything. He has he's had the MC all the movies, everything, the whole the larger story. He has like this, I think it's like a whiteboard in his office that's just mapped out the whole thing. And he's got his hands in every project. I don't think that he would let that happen. Like he he wouldn't have made this movie if he didn't like mm-hmm. he he wouldn't let this movie get kind of um shit on like that by any executive he's as high up as they get pretty Mm. much he he heads the whole thing and he's as passionate about this movie as any other it seems but i think it's just like you said the what's really complicated here is it's an asian guy Mm -hmm. like we said unprecedented which is cool but also scary Mm -hmm. and it's also like yeah like unknown character it's an asian guy unknown character i would say the asian guy isn't like um that well known of an actor no. um and it's being released in a pandemic it's tough only in theaters 
Yeah. Did you did you hear the controversy between the um there was like a Disney executive or Marvel executive, I forget which one. But he was at the premiere of this movie, Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. It was actually the same night we oh no, the night before we saw it. Mm. Um, but they were on the red carpet and they asked him uh about the movie only releasing in theaters. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, it's an interesting experiment. Mm. And I was like, but then the so the lead actor, Simu. He got on Twitter and he basically like, like fuck this guy, you know, like, oh, really? yeah, he like lashed out. I forget what he said. I did. I don't, I'm not on Twitter, so, <laughs> but all I know is all I know from the, what I read was that he clapped back at this executive. I mean, mm-hmm. like this movie's not an experiment. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Feige, the lead guy clapped back. He's like, this is not an experiment at all. Like wait, you'll see. He was, what he said was you guys will see when you see the movie. We spared no expense in this movie. <laughs> We put everything we had into this movie. We believe in it, and it's good. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what you're fearful of happening is totally possible. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but it's just hard to for me. It's hard to bet against Marvel at this point. They're just like it's like just dingers every time, you know. Yeah, but anyway, um, just I wish I could go back in time to like my little kid self who was like I was collecting superhero cards when I was a kid and you know, there's all these white fucking white people and white superheroes. I wish I could go back in time and tell them like, no, there's going to be like awesome comic book movies. And one of them is going to be Asian. And I, I swear my kid, me would be so happy. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think we didn't really have anything except for like the yellow Ranger. Right. Like, yeah. like which is like inherently racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not even a superhero. It was like no. a kind of like a um, glorified ninja. Right. Right. Totally. Or like, <laughs> like the random Asian that would hang out with the Ninja Turtles. Like there was never, there was never really a superhero that you could latch onto as, as a kid. Um, and yeah, I do wonder, like, I think that's a, the other part of it that I wonder about is like, if I was a kid in this culture, especially the time that we were growing up where there wasn't as much space for people like us, yeah, like, would I latch on to this character or would I be like, Mm-mm, give me Captain America? I feel, I think, you know, we were talking about differences between um, Shang-Chi and like Asian heroes from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so Asian heroes, when we were kids, barely spoke English. Like they right. were not from here. <laughs> right. No. This guy, Shang-Chi is a superhero and he's really badass in the movie. Like he's, he's made to look, it were, Taylor and I are wrestling fans, you know, like he was made to look, he was booked to look really strong in this mm-hmm. movie. And he did. He looked really strong. He looked like a leader. He looked like he could lead a franchise. No problem. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think that that's a first, you know, for me, just to yeah. see that a guy who's not a foreigner, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, placed in that position. That's pretty cool. I hope that um, to your point, I hope that that resonates with the kids. No, I think that's a great point. Like, I think that goes back to our earlier conversation, like you were saying, of just like, these characters are way more relatable to Mm. our experience than when we were kids and watching these people that, you know, did not reflect our experience. Right. They might have vaguely looked like our relatives, but they weren't (laughs) like, um, they weren't Asian American. And even though this actor is an Asian American, he plays an Asian American, and I think he does it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And whenever before this, whenever you see an English speaking Asian in a movie, were they kicking ass? No. Never. 
<laughs> Never. You know, we're always like these, either like we're running away like cowards or we're just like <laughs> throwing in one liners or we're like, you know, the girl character's best friend or something. Mm-hmm. We're always these passive kind of like wimps. I'm just going to say it. You know, we're nerds and wimps and, you know, a small Asian guy, funny Asian guy or whatever, like Spider-Man's fucking friend in uh, the Spider-Man movies mm. who's like, it's no, no shade on that actor or that character. Like it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, you know, it's yeah. always funny where, you know, we can be serious too. We can, I think it, it will be, I think my point here is that I think this character will empower young Asian kids. It'll be empowering. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I take back what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it will, but you know, we never know. Um. So anyways, man, show number one. Yeah. Down. Show number one. Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I th- was saying Shang-Chi until like someone, I think a white friend corrected me. Mm. He said it's Shang-Chi. Whenever I don't understand how to pronounce like uh, uh, a name that people might expect me to be able to pronounce because of the way I Asian. look, <laughs> I just don't say it out loud. I yeah. Just, or I just said, you were going to see that movie? Yeah, the one with the, you know, the guy? And then the, the Marvel, the new Marvel movie? The new Marvel you movie? Know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you should just pretend like we've never seen it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not into that stuff, bro. Yeah. I mean. Why do you assume I've seen that movie? <laughs> I mean, even, it was so shocking just like him not ha- Every time I see an Asian on screen, I just expect an accent to immediately come out right. of my mouth. <laughs> like immediately, oh, so. I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> a Did you see that a baseball uh Yeah, announcer? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And that is not surprising. And the best part about it is that his apology was like, if I, if I if offended I, you, like, if I offended you, I'm pretty sure this is a funny thing to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, to be fair, I wasn't offended by it. No, I, I mean... it. it I, I recognize it as offensive. Right. <laughs> but I, I wasn't offended by it. No, I wasn't offended by I don't it. Because it's so stupid, you know, but it's it was stupid. wrong for sure. It's stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> I think but he just dug his own grave by <laughs> doing the half apology. You know, like who was this guy? What's his name? Um, fuck, I can't remember. But like, is it really that surprising? An ex, like a retired white baseball player that played in the eighties. Of course, he's gonna do an accent. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jesus. (laughs) Not not many. No funny Asian accents in Shang Chi. No, and I'll be honest, like. And we'll edit this out, but the Asian accent still makes me, it makes me giggle. No matter, like Don't still- edit that out. <laughs> Don't edit that out, dude. Dave Chappelle. I mean, I'm sure that if I had heard that baseball announcer make the initial, like his, you know. Like live? Like live. I'm pretty sure I would have. Chuckled. I would die laughing. <laughs> well, because like, okay, like I understand that like some people might be, find it offensive. But to me, I'm laughing because, like, this silly, ignorant white man (laughs) thinks this is hilarious. He has no fucking clue that he's being racist as shit. 
And that's funny to me, <laughs> but it's so just funny. ignorance. He's it just ignorant. Funny. It's not hateful. I don't yeah. know. I didn't take it as a hateful thing. <laughs> yeah. It's hella funny. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Like whenever a white person says Oriental, I want to laugh. <laughs> so you still say that? <laughs> like, like for real though, like that shit's been passe for like. 50, they deaded that thing years. like decades ago. Even no my, one says that. Even my dad was woke enough when I was a kid to be like, "Don't let anyone call you an Oriental." <laughs> <laughs> it became a derogatory term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, man, step steps forward, Shang Chi. Good first episode. We're going to be back mm-hmm. here every single week. So you guys, uh, we hope to have you back. Hope you enjoyed yourselves as much as we enjoyed ourselves. Definitely. I thought we were awesome. <laughs> yeah, we definitely hit our, hit our stride. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give us like four or five episodes. <laughs> but uh, thank you for joining us for this first one. If you did, I'm Bernard. And I'm Taylor. And we are your Asian best friends. See you next time. Later. <laughs>